best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms. I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Another day, another dollar. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. We're going to talk some Angels prospects today. So if you don't like it, which I don't know why you wouldn't, because that's the only good thing to look forward to, Rocket City Trash Pandas. How about we do that? We should. Let's rename the podcast. I'll talk to Derek. Talking Pandas. That's basically uh, that's basically it right now. But now we're going to talk some prospects. We've seen a lot of midseason prospect rankings drop, um, not including my own, but a lot of preseason or midseason prospect rankings drop. And we will kind of want to break them down, uh, give our two cents on each one of them, and you know, kind of see how it rolls. That not a lot of people know about prospects in general. I think it's kind of a foreign subject for a lot of people, and. I think that this would be a you know a cool thing to listen to if you want to hang around and, and listen to a little prospect talk. But first, as always, uh, go ahead and drop a comment below. Let us know who you think the number one prospect is in the Angels org right now. I think there is a little bit of debate of a debate there, not a huge debate, but I do think you can make a little bit of a debate, and we'll talk about it here shortly. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can do that. If not, um, go ahead and scream it out loud. So. You're, Somebody hears it for you. So, <laughs> um, besides that, guys, if you could go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Shout out to our boy Mikey for uh, doing all that fun stuff there and crushing Nate. Thank you for that one, by the way. Um, you did a fantastic job, Mike. <laughs> um, as always, go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. Hello, YouTube. Uh, go ahead and again, drop some comments below. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know if we're doing something bad. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, the routine there. And of course you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate green 34. And if you are listening on a podcast or on one of our podcast stations, you can go ahead and tune out for a second. If not, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nate, let's go ahead. Let's go. Let's talk some prospect charts here. Quite a few interesting ones here. And I apologize. You're probably going to hear some clicking. Let's start with Baseball America since I have that one up. And I know that's your favorite one to talk about. Um, and there is a trend here between every single one that you're going to see, including myself. And I would assume uh, the world famous Taylor Blake Ward, who's a very good guest of the show, friend of the show. Um, one and two, it's going to be Hop, Ohoppy and Neto. Is there really any debate there right now? No, I mean, you, you could argue Neto over Ohapi. I think Ohapi has been absolutely outstanding since coming over from the Phillies. He is, it feels like a highlight every single night he's been on, uh, he's been playing. So I, I think those are the, the obvious one, two. Uh, I still have Ohapi one, Neto two. Part of it just because Ohapi is much, much closer. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, I think that Neto can help the team next year. Do I think they want to, do I, do I think they should push him? No, I don't think they should. But Hoppy could for sure help the team next year. Yes. Neto, it would be like, oh wow, this is way too early. It could. I mean, Ohapi could make the team out of spring training, which I would Absolutely. not be upset about. I think Ohapi's an above-average defensive catcher. I think he does a fantastic job pitch framing. I think he's a fantastic leader behind the plate, which is what you need. And for those that are calling for Ohapi over Suzuki, just just hold hold on. We might. I mean. You might see him in September. It might. It would actually kind of be interesting to see if – I know the Trash Panthers are going to be in the playoffs, but if they start just bringing guys up in September, um, knowing that – I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, but there are a couple guys, like if you wanted to give, uh, you know, somebody like Kai Bush a chance and still Seth some more chances and such like that, you you could, but I'd prefer not I, – I don't know. That's right. I, I think you're getting Lorenzen back and you, you have enough pitching. that I don't think that's going to be where they're going to go to. I think – Duffy's close here, so he should be on the big league roster very, very shortly. And then Lorenzen, and that would be your that would be your 28 guys, and that's about a week away. So I don't think they're going to go into that double-A ring. I think uh, Perry really wants to to uh, guys. develop the winning culture and get these guys playing in a playoff game. And calling up Kai Bush in September would really hurt him from that standpoint. And same with Silseth, where he, he's already got his taste of the bigs. Let him – let him play in the minor leagues. Let him play in a playoff game and pitch in a big, big time game. Yep. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to Neto, again, I uh, he's a shortstop all the way. Um, you could put him at second base, though, if the Angels went out and signed a big-name shortstop next season. I don't you know, think that's against what we have going on. Um, but he's a shortstop all the way. He's getting all the play time there right now until proven otherwise. He's, uh, he's a shortstop. Probably the top of the uh, – uh, I could see him as like a five, six hitter, though, as well. You know, but I could also see him. He gets on base a lot, a lot of good bats of ball, good at bats, um, puts the ball play, hits the ball hard a lot. So I could see him up there in top of the order as well at um, some degree. So again, talking baseball America here, um, three, four Bush and Caro. I think that's, that's pretty good. I believe that uh, Caro at four, that's the mid man. I think that there's somebody who has him at three. I think there's some people that have him a little higher than that as well. Um Stock. I mean, I think Bush at three is pretty pretty consensus in my opinion. I know that some people are going to think otherwise, but I think Bush Bush was my number one coming into the coming into you know before the draft and the and the uh, trade deadline. So, and I know you want to talk about Edgar Caro. So go ahead and I I yeah. do. That's your boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love Kai Bush here. I think he projects as the most likely starter of the bunch. Uh, left-handed starter, much of the same with the Angels have a lot of that. But I, I think that he, he's got a really good chance. So I, I like where he's at. He's throwing the ball well in double A. Um, I just don't think there's any reason to call him up this year. Uh, maybe maybe start him in double A again next year and, and give him a chance to pitch in the bigs middle of, of next year, maybe closer to May or June. But I, I think this is about right for him. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll touch on Ka- or, uh, Edgar Caro a little bit here. I'm going to be honest, I'm the low man on him. Um, I, I don't know if he's a very good defensive catcher. I don't think he's a very good defense catcher. Let me just say that right now. If I've watched him a lot. I don't think he's a very good defensive catcher. Um, and that's a big part of being a catcher is being a good defensive catcher, you know? Um, and when you put him at the major league level, I think that he is a league average to maybe slightly above league average hitter. So if you take him away from catching, correct, you put him in the corner outfield spot or something like that, he loses a lot of his value because then he just is a corner outfielder who is a league average, so maybe slightly above league average hitter, which makes him a fourth or fifth outfielder. Is that fair to say? Sure, but to play devil's advocate for you, um, we don't know how much longer you are going to actually need a catcher that is a good pitch framer, that is a good thrower from behind the dish, that is, you know, all these things, because they're already making it impossible to steal bases. Um, Nobody wants to steal bases as it is, because the analytics say that stealing bases are bad. And so that's not really an issue. Um, and, and with the possible robot umpires coming in, do you really need a guy who's good behind the dish? The, again, what you said is he's a league average hitter and something that I know you and I have talked off, off the record just for, for some of the guys that are looking at the numbers going, Jared, what the heck are you talking about? He is absolutely raking right now. Um, he is the best player in, in single A and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Single A is a very fastball driven league. Um, a lot of fastballs thrown there. He is, he is hitting the fastball. We would like to see him develop and, and see some breaking pitches and see how he does with those. Um, he, he's had a very good year, but when he gets called up to, to high A, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to him. Like we talk about all the time, that's a place where, where hitters go to fail. And so how is he going to deal with that? And then if he gets promoted to double A, um, either next year or, or the following year, how is he going to, get better is he going to how is he going to face good pitching too you know yeah how is he going to get better and how is he going to continue to hit good pitching because in order if that's going to be the way of things the robot umpires which you know 
we don't even need to get into that conversation. But if that's going to be the way of things, you, you can't be a league average hitter behind the dish. We, we want you to be a, a better than league average hitter somewhere in the 110, 115 WRC plus at minimum. Uh, be, because th- there's really no need for you to be like the defensive first guy if the robot umpire is back there. So that is Jared's concern with Kiro. Um, I've seen him in person. I know Jared, he doesn't want to admit this, but he has said he has gotten better the more he has seen him defensively. I'll, I'll admit it. I, I, I mean, he looked he, he looked uh, he looked like a deer in headlights uh, on opening day, and then yeah. you know we go out there and see him uh, this last month, times. and he looks really good. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has gotten better defensively, but but the real thing is we, we want to see him develop more. It's it's really hard to say that this guy's a can't miss prospect when he's you know 18, 19 years old in, in single A and it's a fastball driven league. So once it, once we see him move up, then then the conversation becomes more apparent. Like, hey, is this guy the next number one in the Angels prospect list, or is he closer to that seven or eight list? Uh, because I don't think he's going to stick at four. I think Ohapi is going to be moved up. I think Kai Bush possibly could be moved up next year. Um, so you're going to have one and two possibly available, um, or Neto is going to be one and two is going to be available. So Kiro's either going to move up to two or he's going to move back down to like that, that seven to 10 range, depending on how he does hitting against some of this better pitching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said it perfectly. I don't even think we need to touch on it anymore. So let's go ahead and I'm going to rattle off five through 16 here because it's what I have on the first page of Baseball America. Uh, you know, we'll give a you know, a little spew here on this um, and then we'll flip the page, go uh, 17 through 30 and kind of do that. The exact same thing with the other ones because they're very similar. Um, and, and there are some interesting pieces here. But uh, but yeah, so it goes uh, Bachman, Tucker Davidson, Silseth, Warner Blakely, Denzer Guzman, Landon Show. Nelson Rada, Orlando Martinez, Mason Erla, Jansen Junk, Mickey Moniak, and Chris Rodriguez. For those keeping track, Mickey Moniak is three at-bats away, I believe, played appearances away from um, not being a prospect anymore. And, of course, everybody has their own prospect. Um, what defines a prospect? Baseball America, I believe he's already off because um, of days. And then um, same thing with Chris Rodriguez. I think everybody has him off except for Baseball America, which I said that twice. Uh, pipeline is what I meant. Yes. Um, so Moniak and Rodriguez, I think you just kind of push off the plate here. But anybody in particular you want to talk about? Anybody Anybody you see here that you think like, wow, like why are they here? <laughs> uh, well, Tucker Davidson's off Pipeline as well. So I won't even hit on him because yeah. I don't think he's sixth. Um, Warner Blakely feels a little high for me. Um, I I've seen him. I, I think he, they list him as a shortstop on some places. I don't think he's a shortstop. I don't think you, you think he's a shortstop. I honestly don't think he's an infielder. If he is an infielder, he's a first baseman or a corner outfielder, most likely. Um, so I, I think that's a little high for, for a first base corner outfielder eight, especially when you got some young, young middle infield prospects that, that have been very good, like Adrian Placentia, who we'll get to later. Um, even Kyron Paris has been really, really good. Again, we'll get to him later. So I, I think he's a little high for me. And the other guy that I think is interesting, I, I like where he's at. I just think he's really interesting is Denzer Guzman. Um, I think he's super, super young. Hopefully the power comes. I know that's one of your big concerns that we've talked about. And that's, those are the two guys that I, I really want to talk about because I, I think Guzman is right about where he should be, but He's just one of the more interesting names that's in that five to 16 range for me. Yeah. No, Guzman, you mentioned it. The power needs to come along. I mean, it's in Arizona and he's 17, maybe 18 years old now, I believe. 
And they, yeah, he, that's, he needs to figure, he needs to get that side of things taken care of. But if the power comes along, he's a, he's a top 100 prospect like that. If he goes out and hits 10 home runs next season in IA or 15 home runs, it's like, all right, this guy's a legitimate threat um, to be a top 100 prospect and he'll be moving up rankings for sure. But until then, you know, you got to keep him a little lower because it's good bat to ball skill. Um, very good defender there. I think he sticks at shortstop as well. And, you know, he's putting on some size too, which is a good size, by the way, as well. So um, when it comes to Blakely, uh, he needs to find a defensive position for sure. He needs to stay healthy as well, but he needs to find a defensive position. Um, I know he's had a couple freak injuries uh, with getting hit in the wrist, hand area. I don't know if he's out with a broken hand or a broken wrist, but he hasn't played in a little while. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, Orlando Martinez is the only guy that that's 12 here that I'm like, wow, that's, that's a little high for me. Um, he does it all good though. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not gonna be upset about putting him at 12. He was a top 15 prospect for me at one point as well. Uh, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on that by any means. He's a, he's a good player. He does everything right, and I could see him making his MLB debut uh, maybe when September comes along. You know, like uh, that's one of those guys where it's like, oh well, this could work. So let's get on to the back half of their top 30. It goes Stefanik, Alejandro Hidalgo, Levon Soto the flame throwing Ben Joyce uh, Jeremy, this is where it gets interesting too. And I know we're probably going to break this down a little bit more. This so is going to be a little yes. bit more frustrating. So 21, they go Jeremiah Jackson, Davis, Daniel, Jordan Adams, Luke Murphy, Kyron, Paris, Robinson, Pena, Adrian Placencia, Randy De Jesus, Errol Vera at 29 and Walbert Urena at, is at 30. Um, I'll start this off here. Cause I know you, you need some time to comprehend the back half of this list. Um, I'm good. Whenever you are, this is, this is- for me, for me, Baseball America at looking at this and nothing against the guys at Baseball America, they do a fantastic job. This is very stat based. Um, you look at some of these guys, uh, Errol Vera is having a bad year. There's something there though. He needs to hit for a little bit more power and he needs to put the bat on the ball a little bit more, but there is hundred percent something there and not enough to, to drop him out of uh, the top, uh, top 10 for a lot of people, <laughs> you know, let alone almost top, out of the top 15. 30. Exactly. Um, Adrian Placencia at 27. You already mentioned him. Uh, the one, one of the best defenders in the org behind Levon Soto, who's at 19, which that's cool with me. Um, also though, switch hitter and the bat plays really well. It's a tick above. Can we say it's a tick above what Andrew Velasquez would be? You know, he's probably gonna hit for more power. He's probably just an all around better. Um, yes. Okay. I I was going to say Soto. Soto, Soto I'll give you, I'll give you very similar to Andrew Velasquez. However, I think that the bat has come along more than what Andrew Velasquez ever had. And I think he's a very similar defender to what Andrew Velasquez is. So to put I th- that I comp think on him. Placencia has more power than yeah. Velasquez ever will. And I, I just think Placencia could be way, way better. Um, he's going to play second base more likely than not. So that's going to push him off, off shortstop. I mean, Arrowville has already kind of done that for him. But I think Placencia has a shot to be a, a, a very, very good depth piece or a very good major leaguer not not necessarily a very good like all-star starter but but a guy who you know faith infielder type of guy could play a lot um on a team that that can win so uh, switch hitter plays plays pretty good defense like you mentioned um i like him Kyron paris is really low for me um one of the best one of the best hitters in a non-hitting league by the way he is um so Stefanik, Stefanik is too high for me. Um, I, I don't think Stefanik is the 17th best prospect in this org. Um, 
you can yell at me all you want. I, I just don't think that that's where he should be. I think if he's on the list, he's closer to that Arrow Vera range where he's in that 27 to 30 range. I, I don't think he's the 17th best prospect in this org. Not the best fielder, um, not too much power, doesn't really run too much. Like it, it's a bunch of average stuff. And yeah, he does a lot of things good enough, but he doesn't really excel at anything. Where if you look at some of these guys, like even Jordan Adams, there's more upside with Jordan Adams because at least he does things at an elite level, whether it's the defense or he runs at an elite level where it's like, oh, he's got a tool that makes sense. Um, Jeremiah Jackson, he's got a tool that makes sense. And, and we already mentioned Paris, Placencia, Vera, they all have tools that make sense. I just don't think Stefanik has that kind of a tool that um, those guys that I just mentioned have. Yeah, and um, a couple guys that are missing out uh, a little bit, I would say. Uh, Jake Madden, uh, Caden Dana are two guys for sure that are missing out of this list. That's very interesting that they are not in it. Uh, however, I get it. I do. Um, and then if anybody from the Angels is listening, please stop messing with Jeremiah Jackson swing. So let's go ahead and move on to M, um, MLB Pipeline. We're going to kind no of... No Ramirez either, right? Uh, no Ramirez, but I understand that as well. Again, uh, I think Baseball America went very stats-based. Uh, which is rough. Which makes... Yeah, which is very rough. I, I'm not a huge fan of that. However, you know, it is what it is. I, I understand what they did. I, I really do. So let's move on to Pipeline here. Let's get this rolling some more here. Uh, they go... We'll go one through 10 here. Um, they go Ohapi, Neto again, consensus. They're the, they're the high man on Caro at three, Bush at four, Denzer Guzman at five. I believe they're the high man there as well. Bachman at six, which is interesting, but it makes sense. Silseth at seven, Placencia at eight. You can kind of see where the difference lies there between them and Baseball America. Jake Madden there at nine and Marshaw at 10. Nate, we're just going to start breezing through some of these things. Uh, anybody here that uh, is like, wow, why is he in the top 10? Not really. I mean, th this is a, I, I'm more pipeline guy than I think a lot of people are. Um, Mar Marceau could be moved down just a tad. Um, but, but for the most part, I, I think they did a pretty good job with their top 10. Jake Madden, you know, Kate Dana flip of the coin. Um, but yeah, I, I think the top 10 is pretty, pretty close to what, you have maybe maybe just a, a couple guys switched but i think it's pretty pretty spot on yep yeah very interesting uh why uh pipeline and myself have uh very similar ones but um on to the next uh on to the next one for me it's it's jake madden in that in that range um we got to see him before we know what he is he pitched at a junior college it's hard to put him in the top 10 however the angels angels prospects you know like the top 30 however you want to say it isn't is definitely not the best in in baseball for sure so it's understandable why he's there um, 11 through 20 go as followed. Uh, you mentioned him already. Caden Dana, Ben Joyce. Here's Jeremiah Jackson, Nelson Rada, Werner Blakely at 15, Jansen Junk, uh, Randy DeJesus. There's Alexander Ramirez at 18 for you. Errol Vera at 19 and Kyron Paris at 20. I'll start it off here. We didn't mention Nelson Rada yet. Kid is unbelievable. Probably one of the best talents in the, uh, DSL, the youngest kid as well in the DSL. He's only 16 years old. And, uh, oh, he was an all-star this year down in the DSL. And he also um, is one of the best hitters. So definitely a guy to keep an eye out for. Uh, superb runner, very good defensively. Uh, but like Denzer Guzman is going to need to get um, a little bit more bat on ball in air over fence to see how that rolls. So let's go ahead and just 
uh, finish this one off here for us because there are some names that we have not heard of yet down um, below and we want to get you guys out of here. So 20 through 30 goes as follow. Kyron Parrish, Jordan Adams, Alejandro Hidalgo, Coleman, Crow, Walbert, Urena, Mason Albright, Mason Erla, Luke Murphy, Eric Torres at 28, Ryan Costew, and the newly acquired Yadiel Sanchez at 30. Nate, you got anybody here? Go ahead. I don't know if you like anybody, don't like anybody. Erla and Albright are interesting. Um, I, I know Coleman Crow has been, has been kind of fun to watch for you, but I think Erla has been the one guy that's like, okay, there's something there. He's pitched decently well for, for Rocket City this year in, in a very competitive team. That, that team's been winning games, playing big games. And so Erla is kind of the interesting guy for me. I really want to see Yadiel Sanchez. You know, he hasn't really played too much since the trade. So those, those are the two guys that really stick out to me. Yeah, you mentioned Erla. It's mid-upper 90s. Um, mainly mid, probably like 94 to 96. Though, if he's coming out of the pen, you can expect 97 to 99 with a hammer of a slider, very good slider, and it's been a change up in the works. Uh, it does float sometimes. Uh, my guy, Eric Torres, uh, definitely a late inning reliever. He's been showing it in Rocket City in a winning, winning culture down there, doing a fantastic job. Really reminds me of Aaron Loop, and you guys are going to be like, ah, Aaron Loop sucks, but. Uh, you look at what Aaron Loop has done, and if he's used in the right way, he's actually a pretty good pitcher. Is he a $7 million pitcher, an $8 million pitcher like Nate loves? Probably not. <laughs> but, I mean, when you got somebody like that down in AA, it's super interesting. So definitely keep an eye out for Eric Torres. So let's go ahead and finish off with fan graphs. Again, we're gonna, I'm going to rattle off the top 10. It's very similar, again, to everybody else. Um, there are going to be some names in there that aren't in anymore, but we'll kind of see how that works. So. Uh, top 10, again, very similar. Logan O'Hoppy, uh, Zach Neto, Silseth at three, Bachman at four, Vera at five. That's still pretty high compared to the other two, which is, you know, very interesting. Kai Bush, Edgar Caro at seven, which they are the high, the low man on him now. Uh, Denzer Guzman at eight, Jansen Junk at nine, and Adrian Placencia at 10. Uh, interesting one there. Er- Errol Vera at five. Again, still the high man, but uh, when you look at fan graphs, they're always the ones that kind of look at future projections rather than right now. And Vera, as a future projection, is you know probably a, a major leaguer at some point. So the one weird thing with the future projections, Silseth being the best pitcher of the bunch, Bush probably profiles the most as a starting pitcher for me. Yeah. Uh, still Seth and Bachman, more relievers for me. I know you, well, know you and I could go back and forth on the Bachman thing for days, yeah. but um, I, I think Bush should be ahead of those guys, especially if he's got starter upside. Um, that's one of the reasons why Joyce is so low in most of these rankings is because he is a reliever for sure. Yeah. And so I, I think with still Seth and Bachman more likely to be upside relievers than bonafide starters. So I would put Bush ahead, but that's just me. Yeah, and I'd flip-flop the way they look at it. I think Silseth is going to be a very good reliever. Um, Bachman, I have no clue what he's going to be at the moment. He could be a starter. He could be a reliever. We could talk about that all day, but we're not going to. And then they have they have Kai Bush as a reliever. I think he's a I think he's a starter, um, at least a three-pitch three, three mix starter. I've seen every bit of it, and I, I, I really like it. So let's keep going here because their list is a little bit longer. They do 35-plus, um, so I think they're about 37. So let's get to 11 here. Jeremiah Jackson, Jordan Adams, Werner Blakely, Kyron Paris, Alejandro Hidalgo. Here's Mason Erla at 16. Yadiel Sanchez at 17. Jake Madden at 18. Ben Joyce at 19. Mickey Moniak at 20. So he's not even on the list. So you go Orlando Martinez at 20 at that point. Um, 
Anybody you want to talk about here? I feel like we've talked about all these guys. Yeah, right? we've, we've talked about all of them. Hidalgo's got, got the arm injury, so we won't see him probably for another year and a half, right? Yeah, we'll probably see. Probably not till about yeah, June, July of next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't know if it's going to require surgery or not. I haven't, I have not reached out to find out what's going on there. So they are the high man on Yadiel Sanchez, by the way. Very they high. Are. They are. Um, so let's keep rolling here. Like I mentioned, Orlando Martinez at 20. They go Coleman Crow after that. Tucker Davidson, who's been removed um, at 22, but obviously that's not happening. Um, Davis Daniel, Mason Albright, Walbert Urena, Adam Seminaris, who again is going to be, they're the high man on him. I'm, yeah. I guess, the low man on him, if that's what you want to look at it. Fernando Guanare, Colton Ingram, and Alexander Ramirez. A couple names here, Nate. I'm just going to rattle them off here for yeah, it. Go ahead. I'm going to. I'm going to talk about him. So a couple names here. Urena, we haven't mentioned yet. Basketball's been up to 100. Really good wipeout slider. Uh, needs a third pitch, but he looks good in Arizona. Adam Seminaris is going to be a back-end starter um, at the major league level. It's you know what the Angels have already. Guanare plus command needs an out pitch. Um, struck out 50 guys and walked one guy in his first year in the DSL. So we'll kind of see how that rolls. Colton Ingram is really interesting. Really like the guy. Um, Angels actually picked him up as an uh, as a as Detroit let him go and they did a very good job of that uh, moving on from there 30 through 48 49 wow they have 49 guys on their list by the way um we're really working through here uh, 48 technically yeah well 40 probably like 45 at this point because there's a couple guys on here that shouldn't be but um um nathan sanchez i'm just gonna say that because i can't say his first name or not Sanchez. Wow. Um, Nathaniel Santana. Nathaniel Santana uh, plus defender. They got Stefanik after that. Jonathan Diaz, who I don't think should be on the list anymore. Nope. Um, yeah, he shouldn't be on the list there. Marshall. So they're the very low Whoa, man. man. Kachano, uh, Kahanowicz, who we haven't mentioned yet. Um, profiles as a reliever, but there is a starter upside. If he can get the changeup going Rada at 36, Jose oh, Marte, man, who man. we haven't mentioned Piguero, who's off the list, Ortega, who's off the list. Uh, Robinson Pena, who's pretty low here. Uh, Luke Murphy at 41, or probably a little higher than that. Austin Warren, who's off the list. Victor Medeiros, who we haven't mentioned yet. Um, Kelvin Caceres, who I am the high man on. Absolutely love the guy. You've seen enough if you follow me on He's Twitter. Great. Yes. Um, Jose Salvador, David Calabrese, uh, Connor Higgins, unfortunately, got released. Uh, Ivan Armstrong and Jose Soriano, who's pumping mid-90s to upper-90s cheddar with a plus slider in his rehab start. It's going to be super fun to see what he does. So, Nate, give me your final thoughts before we let everybody go. It's very interesting to go through all three and see the, the difference of opinions, um, especially from our, our own difference of opinion with, with some of these. Um, I, I think the one thing that we need to keep in mind when looking at these prospect lists is – reminding ourselves what league they're in, whether it's low A, high A, double A, triple A, um, and, and what those leagues consist of. Double um, A is probably the closest thing to to seeing big league stuff. For the, the field, for the pitchers, all this kind of stuff, that's probably the best league for these kids. Um, low A, like we talked about, big, big fastball league, you're going to see a lot of those. High A, toughest one to hit in. Kyron Parrish has been outstanding over the last month and a half to two months, so that's really good to see. And AAA is just one of those where they play in a sandbox, the ball gets hit in the air, it's gone. So I, I think that's the biggest thing that we need to take, take into account that a lot of people don't really think about. Like when the Angels brought David McKinnon, it was he is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and we we failed to realize that AAA is a little bit easier to hit in. So I, I'm... I like the list. I think that your list is probably a little bit closer to pipelines, though. 
Oh, well, that's good to hear. So <laughs> I'll release mine shortly, probably a little bit later in the season. As always, I want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Uh, if you could go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's Nate on Twitter at Nate Green 34. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.